Hello, everyone. Uh, today, in this episode, um, I'm glad that you tuned in because I'm going to talk to you about a cryptocurrency called Solana, and I'm going to tell you about Solana's advantage. And the reason I bring you this information is in the event that you're interested in investing in cryptocurrency. So, like, um, last time, last time I was talking about a cryptocurrency, I was talking about Ethereum, but I don't think I mentioned. I might have made it sound like it was difficult to buy it. Um, from, from what I understand of what has gotten back to me about this episode from, uh, from anyone or, or everyone who heard me do the episode, um, you might have interpreted that it's difficult to buy Ethereum and it isn't difficult to buy any of these cryptocurrencies because like I, I might've just, uh, went into overcomplicating it or whatever. So you might've, you might've understood it as that it's difficult to buy, but you can buy the most basic cryptos like Ethereum on, uh, if you buy, if like, if you get Robinhood, for example, like Robinhood is probably the easiest place to start to buy cryptos. You can buy the basic ones on there. It's the easiest place to start buying cryptos if you want to get into it because there aren't any transaction fees and they process your, they process your transaction right away. So the ones that they offer on there are just like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and dogecoin and some other ones like litecoin but i wouldn't don't buy litecoin that's my that's my contribution to your life do not buy litecoin it's not litecoin isn't worth it the reason it's not worth it is because it's a it's a proof of work based blockchain bitcoin is bitcoin is proof of work and it already has the it already has a much greater community around it litecoin proof of work is already what you don't want but like if you're going to do one, you would, you would do Bitcoin because it's already got the biggest community. So it's like, it's easy to buy these. I'm bringing up Solana because this is one that you would want to look into as one that's going to continue to rise up the rankings in the future because it has a, it has an important competitive advantage. Like Solana is one that's burst onto the scene recently. It's like in the, it's like in the top seven or so or it's either top six or it's either number six or number seven in the rankings is Solana now, but it recently got there. It was hovering around 20 for a really long time. Probably the last, probably over the last year, it was either 20 or less than that for most of, or it, it's been around 20 for, for the last year, but it all of a sudden moved into the top 10 very recently because it went mainstream that that Solana has this competitive advantage known as proof of history. So, so it's like I'm bringing this up so to let you know, to encourage you to buy this one if you want to buy cryptocurrencies. You want to buy it because it's the fastest blockchain available. And it's like it's the fastest blockchain because it employs proof of history as opposed to um, as opposed to proof of work or proof of stake. All the other notable ones have proof of work or proof of stake, which are cons consensus mechanisms that the, that a blockchain employs to add a new block to the blockchain. So like um, to add a new block to the blockchain for Bitcoin, they all of the nodes that are mining nodes or validator nodes have to agree on the set of transactions that's being put into a block. And then at the point that they agree, then that block is added to the blockchain. So that the blockchain is a is a sequential series of blocks, but like 
the sequence is just the order of transactions. So any one block has a bunch of transactions in it. But like for Ethereum and Bitcoin, they both use proof of work. And so they use blocks that have thousands of transactions crammed into one block. And there isn't a set number of transactions that go into a block in order for the block to be created and then be added to the blockchain. There isn't a set number of transactions. It varies. And um, the amount of time it takes to create a block also varies, but it, it varies on how many transactions are happening, but also like Bitcoin creates a new block at the point that one of the mining nodes solves a mathematical problem and like, and all of the mining nodes are competing with each other to solve a, a mathematical problem that exists first. And if they, if they figure it out first, if they compute it first, the mining node that computes it first gets the reward of the Bitcoin or of at least one Bitcoin that is introduced into the market with the completion of a block. They also get the reward of all the transaction fees that were, that came with all of the transactions that were crammed into the block. And so it's like, there might be, there might be like 15, there might be like 25,000, 25,000 transactions in a single Bitcoin block. And so it's like, uh, at some point, but like it's, there's actually a cap on it. So there can't be too many because of computing power makes it difficult. Like it's too, the, like a Bitcoin system is too inefficient to, um, to have like thousands of transactions in one block. It takes a lot of computing power. This is the knock on it. But Solana came along and all of a sudden people realized that this is the this is the fastest blockchain. So it's like Solana is a blockchain. No, you can be a blockchain or a token. I think I've explained this in the past. But Solana is a is a full blockchain. It's like blockchains are their own ecosystems. And they are not just that, they basically are nations themselves. They're a nation and then they support their own marketplace or their own economy. The difference between a token and a blockchain is that a, a token is just a smart contract that is written onto another blockchain that allows for smart contract writing. So it's like Ethereum allows for smart contracts or tokens to be written onto it. And so this is like Ethereum is its own nation or it supports its own economy. Solana is this same way where it's like it supports its own marketplace where tokens can be written onto it, where each token is like a decentralized app, like a decentralized apps can be written onto Solana or Ethereum or Cardano because they support smart contracts to be written on them. Bitcoin doesn't support that, but it is still a blockchain. But basically Bitcoin is a, is a blockchain where all of its nodes are residences where it's like its whole neighborhood or network are just like houses. But Ethereum allows for both residence, residences and businesses. So residential and commercial. So it's like, and so Cardano also allows both residential and commercial. Solana also allows residential and commercial. But by that, I mean all of the nodes on their network are like people have a wallet just on their own and they're like a person so it's like uh they use it for uh like a node on the network is somebody's bank account and that's like a house and then but the rest of the nodes are commercial or they're businesses or they are decentralized apps that people have written onto solana and 
a big part of the competition between Cardano, Ethereum, and Solana is who can attract the most businesses to join their network or their marketplace. And so each one of these are there. Like a token is a cryptocurrency, but and a blockchain is also a cryptocurrency. But the ones that are blockchains like Cardano and, and Solana are uh, they support these are the ones you would say more like support their own economy or their own marketplace. But it's like they they are in direct competition with national governments and national currencies are. Um, is like Solana. It's in direct competition with a nation. And the thing that you often hear is that, so it's like, um, you often hear that, uh, that the nation like America or governments are about to introduce regulation or that, well, like cryptocurrencies are doing well now, but down the road, governments are going to introduce regulation and that's going to, that's going to hamper, uh, cryptocurrencies or like it's, you hear that regulation is coming for these, but basically regulation isn't coming for Ethereum or, or Solana or any of these because nations aren't able to, nations are completely outside of the, like Ethereum. Ethereum is its own nation that is in direct competition with national governments and, and the currencies that result from the national governments. Like uh, Ethereum is its own own country, but it is also, it's basically smarter than the U.S. government is. It is beyond, the U.S. government isn't going to be able to regulate Ethereum because Ethereum does not go into the U.S. government. The currency that the U.S. government makes is already chosen. It's the U.S. dollar. So like they can regulate more of, of U.S. dollar functions and things like that. But it's like all of the businesses that exist across America run on the currency that is the U.S. dollar. And Basically, a, a business is like a business, like a, a facility that houses current, and the the current that it runs on is the U.S. dollar, and and the U.S. dollar runs through like a nail salon or a bowling alley. So bowling alley is a business that runs on the U.S. dollar, but it's like any one of these businesses that are a facility, they are nodes on the network that is America. And, and so like America is already one of these blockchains basically where all of the nodes on the network are businesses and houses. And, uh, so it's like Ethereum where it supports residential and commercial, but any place where there is a house, first of all, is a place that is housing current because like a family or person that lives there, if, for instance, is typically housing money and even if they're not housing that they're housing themselves and the value that comes along with who they are and their net worth but it's like you move all of the objects into your home that have worth like all the objects you have that have worth you move them into your home so it's like the house that you live in houses your net worth it houses money along with that it is your house that you live there what comes along with you living there is just like your monetary value pretty like inextricably and by that i mean not you can't separate the monetary value that also moves in with you. But like, so a house houses that, but it's like, even I'm saying that even residences house current, but businesses also house current. It'd be easier for you to see how businesses house current because people actually stop in them and 
make all kinds of transactions so that you see like money is flowing through them. They're kind of built more for money to flow through them, but it's basically like any place where there is a node on the network, whether whether residential or commercial, uh, current flows through it like the same way that electricity does. The same way that like any any place where you see that there is light, there is uh, this is a point. This is like. Like when you build a, if there's a house that exists in the middle, there's like this open field, like this house is on a lot of property, that a, a house that exists is where all the light is. The rest of the space is just dark. And it's the same way when you look up in the night sky and there's stars, wherever there's light is where there's a point. But it's basically like current flows through all the, all the places that have been built to house current. But like businesses, like a bowling alley, is this facility that's created and as a result of it being created it has the ability to trap current and like it's it's a thing that is created to do that and it it does if it's a bowling alley like money flows through it it's built it's built with us dollars the facility itself and then us dollars flow through it it exists like as a point on us dollars but like uh for for blockchains they're like decentralized apps are would take the place of businesses and um like or and then people's wallets take the place of residences but it's like uh it's like an internet where the united states and the border like the space that is the united states is already an internet a blockchain is an internet it's a it's a network it's an interdependent network of many nodes the same way that uh the United States is an inter interdependent network of many nodes. Like we don't call the United States an internet though, because like uh, the term wasn't popularized until the actual internet came around, but we call the actual internet, the internet, because it is much greater in scope than any nation, including the United States or Canada. Like the internet goes global. And so it is the internet, but like, any any system like this like the united states or solana the blockchain are their networks their their internets are inter interdependent um networks are all connected in that in that way but and and you know what and that's just that's just how that works and but um i say that to say like with new cryptocurrencies what you have is an emerging internets and improved ones come along and you know that it's an improved one when it climbs up the rankings and it's like climbing up the rankings because it went mainstream some advantage that it has or like everybody all of a sudden agreed that the advantage the advantage that it has is the best but um like so it's, uh, facilities are built to house current but facilities that are built as programs on blockchains also house current current flows through them the same way electricity does and since they're all internets and they're they're like they uh they compute using electricity so any of the nodes on the network exists from like that is being used at all there's computing power and electricity being uh flown through flown, that is flowing through it and um it's like Solana's main innovation, this is what I want to tell you about really, but I'm just stalling for time. I'm just adding other things. Solana's main innovation is a proof of history and proof of history is better than proof of work because proof of history allows for many different transactions to be assigned to many different blocks essentially. So it's like 
Solana allows for this much greater diversification of blocks in its blockchain than Bitcoin and Ethereum. And like the reason that nobody figured this out. So it's like um, Solana allows for 50,000 transactions per second, which is like astronomically higher than what Ethereum and Bitcoin allow. Bitcoin creates a new block every 10 minutes. And Solana creates a new block like every millise every millisecond, basically. Ethereum does uh, less time than Ethereum is like every ten seconds they make a block or something. But um, Solana is so fast it is it computes a fifty thousand transactions per second. That's according to uh, CryptoVantage.com, but many other places. I read somewhere that is sixty five thousand transactions per second. But it's like this is a much faster blockchain than all of its competitors because it uses this revolutionary innovation called proof of history, which is has a competitive advantage over the proof of work mechanism that is used by both Bitcoin and Ethereum. So you would want to buy Solana because this is not going away. This advantage that it has will pretty much be that way until something even better comes along. And it's like, um, I don't really know why people didn't figure that out, figure that out before, but it's like, um, Eventually, everybody realizes that it's just like Solana has this competitive advantage, but it's because there's such a great community around Ethereum because of the name and because of the brand or because it's been around longer that people aren't going to get off of that very quickly. But it's like Bitcoin is the one that people know the most. And so businesses, if they're actually implementing cryptocurrency, they're like going with Bitcoin just because it's the name, but it's like the community around Bitcoin is stronger. That's why the most money is in it. But it just, so it's like, it takes a while for an altcoin like Solana to gain, even though it has all these advantages of being the fastest blockchain. So it's like, it is the fastest blockchain, but not everybody figured it out just because of, just because of popularity, just because it's a big popularity contest. But eventually the ones with advantages, it comes out that, um, that they do have the advantage and then it climbs up the rankings. But it's like when people see it climbing up the rankings is what causes there to be a bigger community. It's just like has a snowball, like exponential effect where everybody's like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess it is true that it is the fastest because people probably knew that, but they just couldn't agree on it because not every, not enough people were surrounding it. Not enough, not a big enough community were like, oh yeah, Solana is the best yet. But like, just because people jump on the bandwagon, it climbs up the rankings and it climbing up the rankings is like an important rejuvenation for the entire crypto market because the crypto market is stagnant when nobody sees any advantage that any cryptocurrency has over other ones. What really livens up the market is when it, one has an advantage and they're like, oh yeah, when people see that they can put money in one that they know will increase because of an advantage that is obvious then it rejuvenates the whole market because there's like people because uh, people know that money can be made for certain but like the whole market declines basically when nobody can see any advantage in any of them and um like solana is solana's solana's proof of history so i wanted to say also that um they're like uh when a business like a big knock on cryptocurrencies is just that like they've been around for like bitcoin's been around for about a decade but that's one of the oldest ones they've been around for a number of years but no businesses are actually implementing them so that you can buy 
thing. You can't go to Starbucks and buy with cryptocurrency. You can't do you can't do this like anywhere. And so people would probably wonder. People probably would think that the government regulation side of it comes along with at the point that we actually start using this in government in like U.S. businesses that we see at the point that we start using cryptocurrency, then the government would have control over its regulation. But what really is the case is that like Wendy's or uh, like a bowling alley or uh, Starbucks. What really is the case is that Starbucks will start using cryptocurrency when they see that it is to their advantage to align themselves with a different economy than the United States government. So like, and they will have the opportunity to align themselves with many different economies that are represented in many different cryptocurrencies. But like they, and it's basically like they, there will come a time where, Star, where Starbucks will need to create their own website, but on a website that is part of an emergent internet such as Ethereum or uh, Solana. Solana is like an emergent internet in the same way that every company had to become more technologically advanced and make their own website on the current, the centralized internet. They will continue to have to evolve and they will have to make websites on decentralized exchanges. But at the point that they make themselves, um, they make their business transactable through Ethereum or Solana or a blockchain, is the point that they have, they're, they're making their business be on a different currency than the US government. So it's basically like slowly companies will sign on to, they will sign off of the United States dollar and they will sign on to these other dollars that exist through as currencies from other nations basically. So right now with all these cryptocurrencies, you have many nations competing which are cryptocurrencies are basically nations, but they are competing directly with all national currencies. And it's like uh, the reason that cryptocurrency is going to win is because national currencies are centralized and they're like the U the U S the U S dollar is not as smart as e as Solana, for example, it's not as smart as Solana because Solana is already global. The United States is contained to one place. Its currency is only filtered to a more finite location than the entire earth but it's like it's not as good because the united states can um regulate but like the the circulation of the united states supply is dependent on regulations that are issued by a handful of people at the top like uh yellen what's her name yellen i'm thinking helen mirren janet yellen i think uh, Janet Yellen, who is like the head of the Federal Reserve, she's just this one lady who decides when the interest rate is going up or down. But like this, this is what people don't like about the U.S. government. This kind of thing, like uh, Bitcoin is not going to have to intersect with this where Yellen is going to be able to decide like, OK, the interest interest rate for this. Um, she won't be able to decide that because it's a uh, it's doesn't intersect with the United States. But basically, the power of the U.S. dollar is centralized to a handful of people to the Federal Reserve, and they get to decide these regulations for how money is distributed. Besides that, just like corruption with giant banks, and the government can choose to put billions of dollars into a bank that's failing or whatever. But also, your money is more secure in a bank or in a in a cryptocurrency, which is like a national government. For I mean, like. Solana is its own nation. Your money is more secure in Solana because technically speaking, it, like if you have money in Chase Bank, and Chase Bank is this centralized corporational bank, Chase Bank has the ability to take money out of your account at any time.
time that they want, technically speaking. Like in time of times of crisis where everybody's taking their money out of Chase Bank, Chase Bank might write, run out of money, and so they won't be able to distribute back the money that you have in your account if you don't take it out fast enough. But also, the U.S. government is capable of censoring people. for like They would be capable of censoring your bank account. They could technically... Like, uh, but Chase Bank, like a uh, bank that's big enough or like tied in with the government that's so centralized, like any, any bank, like Chase Bank is big enough. They can censor your account and take money out of your account any, at any point that they want, technically speaking. And like there, this isn't completely infeasible because, um, you see that Twitter censors people but it's like if twitter deplatforms you because they don't like you so it's like you sign up with the centralized company twitter you make a profile if you get lots of followers like there's ways of making money on there it's the same with like youtube or facebook if you get lots of if you get lots of followers or lots of likes on on twitter um this is like a form of currency that you have accrued and like all your tweets are kind of they're all worth something because you get a certain amount a number of followers or or likes off of them and so it's like or instagram or whatever any place you can make money on these websites they can deplatform you and then all of the money that you could have accrued through that is now instantly gone so I, I bring that up to say that it's not that far removed to say that a bank if they don't like what you're doing can censor you and then take them take that currency out of your account and like your money is better in a cryptocurrency where there aren't people at the top that control and regulate it. Cryptocurrencies are decentralized. And so the, uh, the distribution of their money is decided by a bunch of nodes on a network. And the nodes on the network are regular people that have to, um, they have to abide by the network standards in or because they're just trying to make money. They're just like regular employees. But basically the, the, uh, something like Solana is, is run by a number of different, like a thousand to two thousand low-level employees that um, that validate currency and introduce more supply into the into the network, and they are they are workers who are accruing the currency that is being introduced, and their job is dependent on it. Um, but so it's like your money is safer in a cryptocurrency, and as as far as the nation of Solana competing with the nation of the United States, uh, like Solana is, nobody can censor you or take your money out or nobody can censor you. And also they're not going to, not going to regulate anything. You don't have to worry, but it's like, this is, this is the same, um, advantage that decentralized apps have is that you could use, if somebody made a Twitter that was decentralized, no Twitter couldn't that that twitter couldn't censor you but like the proof of history that solana uses is um what it does is so it's like uh bitcoin has a time mechanism where it's like it takes them about uh what was it it takes them about like five seconds or something or uh 15 seconds i think ethereum it takes them like five seconds to make a block or something like that actually let me look that up but um with with proof of history what solana does is basically it makes it so that every transaction that anybody makes is a block because they have optimized the ability of their network to recognize transactions which is like with bitcoin they have to cram thousands of transactions into a block with solana it is 
closer to the case that every transaction is its own block because they were they're able to optimize the frequency of they're able to turn transactions into the way that they measure time basically where it's like the way that bitcoin measures time is that all is through proof of work which is that every node that is a mining node on bitcoin has to agree that so it's like one of the mining nodes completed the mathematical equation to complete a block and then all the rest of the nodes have to agree that this happened and then the block is introduced and this happens every like seven seconds but basically the and it's like approximately that like approximately every seven seconds it varies per block but um basically the the time that they're going off of is based on a consensus across all of the mining nodes with proof of history in solana and this is the reason why they are the fastest, why they're able to do 50,000 transactions a second. Um, the, the proof of history doesn't need all of the nodes to agree when a large swath of transactions have occurred to put all of those transactions into a block. Um, every single node that is a validating node or a mining node on Solana, it has its own clock because the computers that they use are more high functioning, they're, the hardware is more expensive. The, like Part of the reason why they're the fastest is because the hardware requirements that Solana has for the people that want to become a validator are much more stringent. Like they, they require them to buy much more expensive equipment. I looked into it, it's like $5,000 to $10,000 for a setup of uh, a Solana computer that you would need to, to validate. So it's like, you could actually just get into this any day that you want. You can become an employee of Solana if you believe in the project enough. You could just, you can um, align yourself with that and like become an employee. And what happens is that you kind of, it would be like starting your own business where you have to, you have to set aside like $7,500 to buy this high functioning equipment to make a computer that connects to the network as a validator. But uh, eventually you would make the money back because your computer will validate transactions for you and invalidating while validating transactions, they make you money. They like make you money through the transaction fees that somebody else had to pay to send Solana from one person to another. And um, so it's like you would make the money back is is the premise. But um, there are. You would, if you wanted to do that, you would have to choose between. You'd have to choose which one you wanted to do. With Ethereum, there that's a path much more traveled, and people understand like the kind of money that you're going to make. Solana, there are much fewer validators because the because the barrier to entry is higher. It's harder to set aside that much money to buy that expensive of a computer and put it together. And so there are fewer validators, but it's my it's like more of a boomer bust. It do, it wouldn't necessarily work out. But what I'm saying is. Anybody can become an employee of any of these at any time. And at the point that you're successful at doing that, you'll have a computer that just makes you money, like a set amount every year, because it's just, it like, it'll, Solana or whatever will basically average out to all of its mining nodes who, um, who, who gets the money. But like, so there, like this proof of history is allowed because the hardware is, uh, is better for Solana computers, but they, it's hardware that allows for each computer to have its own clock, have its own sense of time. And then like, because of this, it uses something called a, uh, validator delay function. 
and a validator delay function like um it's like basically when transactions come into solana they're all allotted a time slot every single transaction is given its own time slot this is different from bitcoin because all of the transactions are put into one block one time slot so it's like the the frequency of time like time as according to bitcoin is like the seven seconds it takes to mine a block time is the every time that a block is made because these are the partitions the same way like each time there's a second that's a partition like the rate of time for blockchains like ethereum and bitcoin is much um is much slower it's a longer wavelength it's a it's a longer higher wavelength shorter no 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 it's a lower wavelength higher it's a lower frequency and a higher wavelength for bitcoin and ethereum and like for solana it's a really high frequency because they've been able to divide time in very minuscule partitions but it's basically like solana is more intelligent than ethereum and it's so intelligent that it reads it reads time at a much more specific at a much more microscopic level like at the nanosecond compared to bitcoin is at like a minute um is how much is how revolutionary solana is and why they're able to do things so quickly but it's basically like each transaction is, is its own block but the technology that's in that solana uses is that it um when a when a transaction comes in it allots a time for that transaction but it's just like it measures time by the transaction as opposed to bitcoin measures time by the block where each block is like ten thousand transactions but this specificity is much more intelligent for solana and allows them to um do like fifty thousand transactions per second because every single node can compute thousands of um transactions on their own without having to verify it across the network because it takes a lot more time for a block to be verified across every mining node than it does for one node to just process all of its transactions independently independently of all the other nodes and this makes it so that all of the nodes in in parallel um they're 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 computing transactions at a really high rate but the, like this principle is the same as it has to do with a an ability that they are utilizing to specify bandwidth much more microscopically and it's like when a cell tower has um i forgot what i was looking up it's not important it's not important what i was looking up um when a cell tower is receiving lots of phone calls or or text or whatever like a cell tower has a certain a cell tower has a certain channel it has a range of bandwidth and this range is limited and it used to be the problem with cell towers that it's like okay this one cell tower just has this one channel it doesn't have enough bandwidth to deal with lots of calls at once and so they maybe had to make more cell towers but eventually technological developments happened and they found a way to optimize the amount of calls that could go to one tower but they were able to do this by um allotting a more microscopic time slot to every single phone call and so um in doing so so this is like the same technology but it would be like um it's just that solana harnesses the utility of frequency or of channels much better than bitcoin or ethereum does because it's like frequency allows for a number of capabilities like um the 
like if you're watching a three-hour football game on a single channel, then um, it's like what Solana does is it is it has made a way to create a divide between like uh, like if they created four four thousand different time slots across a three-hour period on one channel. It's like this three-hour football game is occurring on one TV channel. Um, what Solana does is it takes one channel and then makes it so that across time there are many different partitions. So it would be like if somebody defined a different name for every single like millisecond of a football game. You're like, this millisecond is where this happens, so you give it this name. But it's like they allot a time slot for everything. Um, so they, they are able to utilize this higher frequency, higher amount of subdivision of the of the programming and um this is like like frequency does allow you to do that in the same way that it allows you to like that that's a that's a second dimension to frequency than what i'm typically talking about like uh when i'm talking about frequency i often talk about how you can arbitrarily divide between um you can make your own category and then your own category is like it's like its own. You can create your own channels with the framework of frequency that exists. But like this is kind of a one-dimensional description. What Solana does, it takes into account this second-dimensional description where you can also use frequency to create arbitrary time slots across time, as opposed to that you can create arbitrary time slots in at one place in time, like you can do across the electromagnetic spectrum by creating different divisions within it. Um, and so. That's like a that's like a second dimension where they use frequency to allow because this is something that a channel allows you to do is that it also allows you to divide many different time slots. But like um, so Solana has this proof of history and it makes them faster and it's like a good it's a good investment for you because of that. And um, like another thing is that yeah, it, it's faster because of that. But like, I just kind of wanted to talk about cryptocurrency in general, which is, which is like, um, like Solana is a good up and comer to invest in. But um, there's there's other ones like like um, I don't know if it's the case that Ethereum that it like unseats Ethereum because everybody decides that it's that much better. So like what I don't understand is why, how come at the point that everyone realizes that this is the fastest blockchain, because this, this is the most important thing about it is like the amount of transactions per second and who can. Um, so there's another one called, there's like proof of work, but better than proof of work is proof of stake. And for a while people were like gravitating towards putting money more in proof of stake coins because that is, that's the mechanism that's going to unseat proof of work. But uh, proof of history is is specific to Solana, and so Solana is the only one that has that proof of history. But it's like um, there's like a bandwidth, like like the section of bandwidth that is purple on the visible spectrum. This has a the parameters that are set in place for this is like a it's like a facility and. It is it is immutable as as long as we as long as we uphold the parameters that way. But it's basically like everybody reads purple or violet to look at this certain way, and like that there are parameters set aside for like this is the range of frequency where purple begins and ends. This is like a purple is like a facility, 
in this way, the same way that a bowling alley is a facility that houses current. It's like purple is a facility and it exists as, as like a smart contract or like a token on it in a marketplace or in an economy. In this case, the economy is like limited to, it's like the electromagnetic spectrum. And um, like, yeah, it's like the electromagnetic spectrum is the economy in this case, but uh, purple is like a token or a smart contract on this system. And the stringent part of the contract are the borders that, that define, the parameters that define its program, which are the range of frequency that cuts it off like blue to the left and then uh, ultraviolet rays to the right. And so like this range defines, is the contract that defines what purple is, but it's like this, so you would be wondering what is the, what is this relationship to money or currency? Um, it's like the parameters that house the range of purple, they allow for money to be made off of purple as long as there's a community of people that believe in these parameters, this facility. It works the same way with Target. Like as long as people believe in Target, as long as it stays in business, the currency and electricity is flowing through it. And uh, it's like with purple, this range, this is like the community of people that believes in it is like the whole world. So it's like purple is a little bit more like a word where it's like, it's that available, that accessible to everybody. But, um, and it's like, it's immutable as long as people believe in it. But like, um, the, it's like a smart contract where it, there's a standard of conduct. That standard is dictated by the rules. The rules say that purple begins here and ends here. But, um, it, um, it's like, uh, it's like a smart contract in that way. And the brand of purple is decided so like the reason that you make money off of purple is because people can people can do that for one people can sell purple dye be like now you can dye anything purple so you can people make money off of selling that based on that there is this definition this standard of conduct set in place that decides that this is purple but it's like it's only that way as long as everybody in the world agrees on it so it's like over hundreds of years we could define purple more specifically get rid of the name and say like this is violet or whatever but like and also when you, if you're selling shirts and then you allow a purple shirt in addition to other colors, there's going to be a certain percentage of people that buy your shirt now just just because they wouldn't have bought it if purple wasn't available. So it's like, so you can make money off of this, this, this token that exists, this existence of this color. But it's like the brand of purple is such that even anything that's Anything that's light purple or dark purple is still, most people consider it purple. This is because of the public perception of it, but it has to do with the community of people that that deem it to be that is like purple exists in this in such a way such that even when it's light purple or dark purple, people are still calling it purple because of the brand. So it's like when people see a light purple shirt, they're just going to be like, that's purple. This is because we don't, we don't have a different name for light purple that gets it off of the purple standard. And like... So you uh, you can you can make money off of this name and off of this existence that has been defined, and it is like a it's like a facility or a business in in that way. But like any word, any word is the same thing. But it it, it exists as a smart contract. It's like um, it's decentralized. It's more like a word where it's more like decentralized because purple is up to everybody's and. It's up to everybody's interpretation, and it's like um, um, everybody gets to use it at the point that, like, like if it's a word like flammable, 
at the point that nobody uses the word flammable anymore, then it becomes extinct. It still exists because um, it still exists. It's just people aren't recognizing it anymore. So it like exists on the node on the network or the economy that is the English language, but people stop using it, then it just becomes defunct. But this is a way that smart contracts will work on a uh, as decentralized apps on a blockchain like Ethereum or uh, or Solana. That's the way that those will work because because be, because uh it, it, wait um uh and then uh does anyone know so that's the way that that'll work it's like flammable is a flammable is its own token but it's up to everybody's interpretation it's just that like um nobody can censor purple because it is up to everybody so it's like it exists as a decentralized application because everybody gets to interpret it how they want but it has a certain level of immutability because it has immutability because of that it will always exist this way just as long as people as long as there's a community that recognizes it it, it works the same way for a decentralized app that you'd write as a program onto something like solana uh it will it'll always be immutable because any program you write will be like that forever it won't change um it's not going to change it might just go defunct where it, like there isn't a community surrounding it anymore so people will forget about it but it'll still exist it will still exist immutably on the network the same way like a word that nobody uses anymore still exists it's just that like nobody uses it since it's up to everybody it just goes defunct and like no it's not anybody's fault and there isn't like this giant corporate entity that a bunch of people have to go out of business or there's all this blame that has to be taken like the person that writes a program is a lot less responsible for their creation when they write it a decentralized app and a decentralized system because the second they write it is up to everybody but like it's interesting that colors just kind of evolved to be like this where we all decide on the frequency like ourselves just by our interpretation but it has to do with a has to do with the perception that we have like that purple is popular at all that people use it it's because of the perception of it is perception of it has evolved that way we're all like we decide that we decide that that is important and like it's like ethereum ethereum hmm, i forget what i was gonna say and um how about that how about that i forgot what i was gonna say did that intrigue you what's is was that more intriguing than the rest of what i said so far how about, uh, and then the, that I forgot what I was about to say, that is also a token that you need to consider that's just like when it's written, that's something you need to consider also in life, the idea of that you couldn't remember what you're going to say and uh, see if you can make any money off of that idea. Like you can build a, you can build your own company around that idea if you think that like people are gonna believe in it. Like this is the place where we all go and recite that idea. Like, that's where we recite that, but it's like yoga has a community around it because everybody everybody recites, everybody incants the same positions of their body or like everybody repeats those. Like these are the position. Like like there's a standard of conduct that comes along with a yoga class where you, you abide by the standards, you fit your body to the poses that are required there's like required set of poses and they're different from 
poses that you would do off of the yoga system outside of yoga like yoga allows for certain poses like these are the poses that are characteristic of the system that are their identity but it's like people are making money off of a series of poses it's like it would be the same thing as people can make money off of a series of series of words that you say like like meditation or or something like if you or like uh, anxiety prevention basically like if you go to prevent your anxiety they're going to give you a few tactics a lot of them involve like repeating breathing in good energy or shit like that or sort of like repeating things to yourself sort of like incantations or whatever but people find a way to make money off of words that you repeat and, and shit like that because there's a community that there's a community that believes in the power of the words but um it's like people people believe in um i forget what i was going to say it's like ethereum it's just that ethereum is a lot is a lot slower and bitcoin is a lot slower than Solana, but okay, here's what I was going to say is that um, Ethereum is trying to transfer their transfer their network to be um, Like Solana, they're trying to be faster. They're coming out with something called Ethereum 2.0 and They've been talking. They're like this is coming in 2020 I think but it didn't but they're like it's coming at the end of 2021 But all of these cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum ones that have been around for a number of years They're always saying that there's this new innovation coming like at the end of the year or this quarter where it's gonna like It's going to make the whole network a lot more scalable It's like Solana is already the level of scalability that all of these networks are saying they want to achieve but like that's because Solana from the beginning built themselves to be the most scalable because they have they have a number of innovations they say that they have eight core innovations that are specific to Solana, innovative, um, along along with Solana specifically. But a lot of the eight core innovations are just like things that blockchains already need. But like Solana has its own name and slightly has a variation of it that goes along with their proof of history mechanism. So it's like one of their innovations is something called Gulfstream, and Gulfstream is just a way of sending transactions to the leader of a cluster a cluster is a cluster of mining or validating nodes in a solana network but they they determine who gets the rewards in solana by like deciding the leader at any given point in time so like during a time period of time which they call an epoch which like epoch is a certain kind of period of time like during an epoch a certain leader of a leader which is one of the validating nodes in Solana is the leader at this given point in time and then it's it's on a schedule where they rotate to a different leader at this period of time but um, because every n- validating node has its own uh, its own understanding of time like each validating node keeps its own time and then like the the hardware sorts out the transactions after the fact using its validator delay function which it's like the delay function waits for a sequence of transactions or steps to be completed and then it like sorts it out later and it's very confusing actually i don't know what they're talking about but like each computer has validator delay function that cause that allows for each computer to have its own sense of time or whatever but it's the fastest blockchain that's that's the only important part but like um like what i was going to say is that ethereum is 
uh, it's slow. Like they they're slow and they can't. They're saying that we're going to implement this thing. What they're saying is like Ethereum 2.0 is going to come out and this will cause us to be as fast as it's going to optimize speed and scalability and it'll cause us to be as fast as like Solana, for example, where it's up to 50,000 transactions per second. But basically, Ethereum just has to do a lot of voodoo and workarounds where they attach other programs that they write onto Ethereum in order to optimize its scalability because the original Ethereum that's written is unchangeable. All of these, like Bitcoin was written 10 years ago and the program that's written on there is immutable. They can't just go in there and be like, okay, it works this way now because unlike Twitter, they don't have, they don't have, it's written onto an immutable network and that's like the whole premise that's the whole significance of these blockchains but what they can do is create all these new programs that are like add-ons that that are that cause for uh transactions to be exhausted down this pathway so it lightens the load and makes the whole thing more efficient what they can do is create exhaust exhaustive uh pathways that uh that make it so that they can do transactions more efficiently. So they have to write new programs because of the immutability of every one of these cryptocurrencies. Like at the point that it's written, that program stays the same. The only way they can change is they like make these add-ons. But basically, Ethereum 2.0 is kind of a um, it's kind of a falsehood because what they are what they're doing with that is they're just using Polygon, which is a different cryptocurrency that's uh, really necessary to the infrastructure of Ethereum. They use Polygon, which is like uh, totally within Ethereum's infrastructure already to, um, they're trying to connect the two of them so that it makes Ethereum faster. But it's like Solana is already going to be better than Ethereum forever going forward, basically because the program that's written is already that much faster. And that's just, that's just on the creators of it to think far enough ahead to implement all these innovations when they when they wrote the when they wrote the code for it. Um, so it's like Solana is a good investment for a for a long while, I would say, at least for a couple of years. But what I'm interested in seeing is that will will there be a, something better than Solana? There's like oh, we do three hundred thousand transactions per second, and like that comes about after a year so it's like there's always new ones and then i wonder how easy it will be for what is obviously a better system to unseat the systems that are at the top like will solana be able to go number one i don't know that that's possible even though it's obviously the best blockchain i don't know if that's possible because of people are like people read so much importance into bitcoin already like the community around it like if bitcoin is something like gold where people are like even though gold isn't always the most valuable but like gold is utility so that makes it valuable no gold isn't like the most rare there's a community of people that are like oh yeah gold's the best and so it always stays number one so it's like um i wonder what i'm saying is i wonder if complete technological advancement that gives one cryptocurrency an advantage over another one is going if that will actually win out in the end or not it's it's hard to say or if just like popularity will win out and um it's like dogecoin is i'm pretty sure it's like bitcoin where it only does residences you can't write you can't write tokens onto dogecoin but dogecoin is like bitcoin's main competitor because they both do basically the same thing but 
Dogecoin is a little bit faster and it's like a little bit better for for whatever reason. It's actually superior to Bitcoin and does similar things to it, but Dogecoin is like number 8 and Bitcoin is number 1. And uh but like Dogecoin is one where it could just become popular if everybody decided that they liked it the most. The reason it's down right now is because people lost faith in Elon Musk and Elon Musk is self-proclaimed self-proclaimed Doge father. And so it becomes this case where actually a lot of the a lot of the perception that's built around it is based on this one guy because Elon Musk made it a point to align himself with it so much. And that he aligned himself with a with a cryptocurrency that does the same things as Bitcoin but is superior to it. I think is actually just an accident because he started liking Dogecoin just he was joking about it but it's kind of like people who are people like him are always making the exact right decisions accidentally all the time it's like for being a genius he would just accidentally and uh but it's like Dogecoin is better but I don't know if the community will be able to surpass Bitcoin just because of the name of Bitcoin but like the the adoption that will happen for something like Starbucks is they align themselves with a different economy, and in doing so, like all these businesses will slowly, they'll they'll move to um, economies that have a competitive advantage, which are cryptocurrency economies, and they'll do this over time by creating their own website. But by that I mean make the, they have to make their own token on on something like Ethereum. They have to write their own token that is just like this is Starbucks. And the way that this is the way that this program interacts with the rest of the market so that people can transact with it easily. But like people will start to do companies will start to do that when they understand the when they when it becomes more obvious what you need to do to align yourself with these systems and then people start to do it. Like it's basically like Starbucks is gonna have to make its own website, which is the same thing as writing a program for its own token on a blockchain at some point and they might have to do do that for many different economies but it's like uh it's it's a lot easier and more streamlined for somebody like starbucks to align themselves with every single nation in the globe when they can just write a write a token for each one of the each one of the most important ones but every one of these cryptocurrencies is global so they're already they're already not confined to a space like a nation is they're already are, they're already global and all across the globe. Global. They're already global. They're global already, and they're but they're already global is the thing. So they're already but they're already across the entire globe where this cryptocurrency is. So that you can find there's many different nodes across the globe. Like the same way that the internet is global, there's actually across the globe there's many different um many different points of network is different from a uh, a finite nation's borders because a nation is actually just not global but it's actually confined to a single so it's like ethereum what you get with that is that it's all across the globe or there's actually global use use globe wide use worldwide for it that across the world it like since it's in many different places actually um you'd say that across the whole globe is where you could find it insanely enough but um that was that was that that was Solana. Um, more surprises await you later on with these episodes. I will I will be a better person in the future. I strive to be better. I strive. I strive for excellence, and so that's uh, I mean it's a certain it's a certain standard of conduct that goes along with just an episode that's made about Solana that kind of distinguishes it as a node on a network that I create. And 
expand expansion on that those kinds of ideas in the future thanks for listening to that i'll talk to you later